Hello and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. My name is Markus Hartmann and I'm partner of PwC. And today I have really the pleasure to talk um, with Michael Zimmer from Zurich Insurance uh, in Germany. Hello, Michael. Yeah, so I'm Michael Zimmer. I'm the chief data officer of Zurich Germany, head of AI. And as data is important also in a data-driven industry like insurance, so we use data for ages in our core product, I always call myself as colorful data spot in the gray normal workday. And as you can see, I'm also wearing red today. I like bright colors. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Um, let's start maybe with the, with the first aspect here of our interview today, right? And, and, it's, talk, and it, it, it's around um, value delivery. Um, how do you deliver value with, with, uh, within your mandate, which you, which you, which you have in, in, in Zurich Insurance? So I think the important thing, if we recap um, data and analytics a bit over the last 10 to 15 years where I am actively in, the last three years changed one thing quite significantly. We have AI as value driver. So AI is a point where we can say, based on our data, we can identify um, fraud. We can identify recoveries. We can do upselling, which we can a measure. So in the past, if you look at data warehouses, also big data, it was storing data um, and you didn't know what to do. You did it for reporting reasons, governance reasons. But now we have the chance to deliver value um, that we can measure. So my entry point normally is the non-fancy AI. So you don't need to do um, complex things. You need to bring AI to the businesses, show them the value and grow together with them. And I think that's the starting point. But what I also see is um, we as insurance companies, um, we have a huge amount of unstructured data, documents, pictures, texts, whatever. Um, in the past, we were using suppliers to, to handle it. And they said, yeah, pay, don't pay. Um, there's a risk in there, but we didn't get the labeled information in between. And what's important to generate such value is that you store your raw, raw labeled data in a structured way. So my secret source of success is we started um, delivering AI quite fast. We had the first successes where we could say, hey, by the way, we just started the first two services alive three months later. They are working till today. After that, we had the first services where we could save 300k a year um, now it's millions but this is something where we um, generate trust we generate um, understanding and the people also are willing to change their processes because they understand what we are doing is helping us as company but if i recap the most important thing is that I have a modern AI data platform, that we are storing the unstructured data, not in some kind of file system where it's lost and gone. Um, we have it in a lake, we have GDPR involved, and based on this data, um, it's like if you eat something, the appetite is coming when you start, and there the data opens up so many possibilities from our unstructured documents. And I think this is the thing where we can show um, that we drive value. And we started with all kinds of documents. And half a year ago, I, I said, hey, computer vision, we won't be able to estimate um, claims values of cars. If you look at my training data, my team is at the moment doing this. We won't be as accurate as um, 
uh, specialized suppliers, but we will know, is it 1,000, 3,000, 5,000, or 50,000 claim, just because we have the training data. And I think that's the important thing. And one last thing, I'm a cost center. And I think this makes me also, um, at least for the AI part, unique to some other AI labs. We need to deliver. I'm just allowed to grow if I um, have a, a case where I can do a, a financing with it. So that's also something from day one. We were looking for beneficial cases. But there, luckily, I've been in consulting for 13 years, doing projects, generating benefit was in my DNA. So for me, it was a sweet spot. But um, delivering, bringing the people, showing that it's working is core to do the other data things because this gives you credit, reputation, and also in the end, the money you need to do to change something. Excellent. Very interesting because I think um, there's really a common and common um, and complex approach which you just describe here very very briefly and i can see this really that um, convincing um, the the businesses really to use and to see the value of of these kind of um, enterprise um, foundation is, is super relevant to be really relevant also for the for the businesses so from from that point of view obviously you 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 made really a great um uh, step in, in in within the within the firm to convince and um, be engaged uh, with the businesses and also to demonstrate the value for the for the for the firm I think also that's an important thing. Um, I always say data is part of the business or needs to be part of the business. So I'm um, a, a direct of our COO like the CIO is. I'm not as powerful and not as big. Um, and we also have some virtual organizations where we share people. But um, I'm working with the business. I'm bringing in the view. And also the IT people are saying, with me, we gained um, traction because the data lake was there. Um, solutions were there. We had decentralized data scientists, but I helped to centralize, to bring some AI platforms. Um, and when I started, we had five use cases on the data lake. Now it's 65-ish. We had 10 users. Now it's 170. We are rolling out data governance concept, which some people would call mesh. I call it governance because it's about ownership. Um, we have data products. And the change we had is really that I could um, use approvals that IT did in a great way, but I opened doors um, and now we are using it. And now the lake and the structures are strategic. And I think that's also a thing that we should keep in mind. Delivery needs the business, the IT, and also some other stakeholders. And the role of the CDO, from my point of view, is bringing those worlds together and bridge it and also show the direction in this area. Um, so, yeah, delivery in the end um, is important because then you get the trust. How do you showcase these kind of values which you created with your team within the firm? So it depends. Um, there are situations if you have a new technology or something new where we already pitched against some startups. You also need to say there are some really nice ones who are doing great work, but let's call it 80, 90% are just um, using hyperscaler technology with a fancy front end. And um, there we can show, by the way, so we had situations for uh, um, recognition cases of documents, extractions, where the, the, the startups or other companies would charge 25 cents per page to one euro 50. We did it for four. So there we can see, say we are cheaper. But on the other hand, if we are doing cases, we are um, working directly together with the businesses. 
and um, we identify, okay, what kind of raw data do we get? And normally, also, if we take the unstructured cases, for example, we start with 50 documents and we are quite good in um, making um, concepts where we know that it's working with such a low number of training data. Um, and um, then we show the potential. And in the past, we always were able three months later, six months later to show that we were as expected or even better. And that's also my role, um, showing it in the company, highlighting what we are doing, um, showing the benefit, being in the exco. But what is even more important to me, I'm nothing without input management, without my data teams, without the claims people, operations, underwriters. Um, also bringing them in the scene, showing them what they are doing. And it's always nice to say, by the way, they did a great job. The people know data is in there and also giving them some kind of stage because this is also something for me, the success is still there. The C-level knows I was involved, um, but it will also gain you the heart of the people and they will help you to deliver in the future even harder because they realize it's us. So coming um, to the to the another question, um, Michael, um, in the context of the strategy and the roadmap, right? So what what is the strategy and the roadmap in your company, um, and how it looks like? Can you just explore on this? So in the end, um, I think um, if you talk about data strategy, business strategy in general, um, it's a fact which also my professor taught me 20 years ago. Um, data needs to follow the business strategy or the IT strategy, however you want to see it. So in the end, we need the guide posts from our line of businesses, from our business strategy, and we need to make sure that we align. So at the moment, for me, there is one good thing. We have a, a huge pillar, which is their end-to-end digitalization, where I have an important role because in the end, it's about data, it's about AI services, it's about automation, and it's about bringing together the systems. Um, but if I look how I, so at the moment, I'm in the redesign of my existing strategy. So it's classic. Um, we have the business goals. Um, I identified the value drivers that are important, the tasks that are relevant for me. I will need to go with those again into my Exco to get it signed off. But from there, we have some kind of um, high-level topics where we can map our infrastructures, our AI topics, the The, the cases which we want to use as um, um, bread and butter business, where we want to gamble a bit, where we want to take some risk. Um, so that's the, the benefit. Uh, on a, so that's the, some kind of um, guideline from strategy-wise. But another thing is we have architectures. We also know a data architecture is nothing that you change from one day to another. So our data warehouse is 20 years old. It's still working. The lake is five years old now in the current um, status. Um, for me, I won't switch to a new technology um, just for the reason to have something new because the testing, the integration is the effort. Also, we are connected to all kinds of systems. Um, but there again, it's important that we, we bring together the worlds and also um, check for experience and what I did As my strategy, we had people in the data warehouse. They are doing a great job. We need them. But all the stuff was going on in the lake. So they said, oh, it's not the warehouse anymore. So I never used the word lake house. This year, I started to build our own lake house approach with 
silver data, gold data, but it's not that we say it's a lake house based on vendor data bricks. It's essential for us, but we still will have um, the DB2 um, stuff in there. It's combining the things and we also need to understand as I think sea level for data and analytics, um, it's not about technology. Technology can help us. It's bringing the right things together and we normally have 80% of the functionality we need. But we need to make sure that the people use it, that we have the right skill set. Um, so my data warehouse team, we need to make sure that they also become experts in the lake. We will be able to do that, but it's nothing from one day to another. So we started with business strategy, with requirements to me, but I also need to make sure that my people, my technology, my roadmaps um, fit and another thing that we need to um, take into account, compliance. Industry is highly regulated. We have audit. We have um, BaFin topics. We have now ethical AI topics. That's also something that's coming in. So you need to think in advance, bring together. Um, and in the end, to be successful, I think you also need to talk to the line of business heads, so our C-levels, convince them, bring them on the table because they are in the and the ones who decide what we do. So data needs to talk with them. And that's what I'm doing. What's my role also, also in the Exco? I sometimes say with a smile for me, the, the blind auditions in, um, um, in the Exco are important for me because there I, I dance and show what we are doing. Uh, and that's the important thing because um, there I get the support from them. I have a, I have a last question. Um, and this is probably a very recent um, context. So if you, if you look into the requirements for generative AI, right? So if you if you build a long-term roadmap, you have a synchronized strategy from the business to the data, and now something happened around a new emerging technology stuff like generative AI, how how are you responding? Um, let's say um, in in regards on on these kind of last-minute changes uh, in in a, in a running year. So do you have any tactics, plans, or mechanisms in place to respond quickly on on these kind of new um, demands and requirements? I think in the end, um, um, so if we take Gen AI, um, it was it started in the beginning of this year to be fancy. For me, in the end, it's just another model we need to maintain. It's a powerful one, for sure. What we need to identify is where we use it. I also was at conferences where people say, here, Gen AI needs to answer this and that. It was never made for the scenarios. And I think it's important for us as data leaders to realize the potential. I don't need to know in the back what they are doing in detail, but we need to understand what are pros, cons, where can we use it? So for me, I have several cases that we are at the moment um, evaluating. We have existing models that are running, that are doing great um, summarizations already, that are identifying fraud. So. The step will be to run a, a model in parallel now to see what's the benefit. Is it, is it really that expensive? Another thing that we are thinking about, I had a look at the pricing model. Um, if you bring in 100, so for recovery, we are um, having half a million and more of pages that we are processing. If you would run everything to GPT, it would be quite expensive. But we have models up front that have key value pairs. So it can be interesting to send the relevant data there. So for me, in the end, it's identifying, 
demystifying again with our businesses, with our leaders, and to make sure that we have the right expectations. And at the moment, the hype in GPT for me is all the people are saying what they want to do, what they can do. And if you, you tell them what limitations from legal, from governance, from GDPR is there, Normally, they look at me, no, we weren't aware of that. Yeah, but you are just using the public version of OpenAI with your business data. So not us. We, we are not doing that. We have all your own instances. But I saw this at conferences and I say, mm. if you bring in your data, you have a data breach. Um, and they don't realize that. So I think we need to be um, to know what's possible. Um, we are bringing it in at the moment. We are doing the stuff. But in the end, it's more important to tell what's not impossible, uh, what is not possible, and um, to gain trust from the people that they believe in you, and know you will be the right one to roll it out in a beneficial way. Excellent, Michael. Many, many thanks for all your insights uh, today, and thank you, um, Michael. I'm Simmer from um, Zurich Insurance Group in Germany for joining me today and um, for this interview. Many, many thanks. Um, and please visit um, cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. And thank you so much and take care and see you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.